streaming on Paramount Plus. You ready, Bob? Well, all right. Audiences are raving. Bob Marley is electrifying. It's the feel-good movie of the year. You dig? Bob Marley, One Love. Rated PG-13. Now streaming on Paramount+. Plus. It was a very bright, shining light, Sarajevo, and they needed to kill that light. From producers Matt Damon and Ben Affleck, explore how art and music sustained hope during the siege of Sarajevo, thanks in part to humanitarians and the band U2. U2, they represent a personification of our resistance. The Hollywood Reporter hails Kiss the Future, moving and inspirational. Kiss the Future! Viva Kiss the Future. New documentary now streaming exclusively on Paramount Plus. Go to Paramount Plus to try it free. Terms apply. Welcome back to another edition of Through the Smoke, a Miami Hurricanes football and recruiting podcast here on the 24 7 Sports Network. David Lake joined, as always, by Gabby Urrutia. And we wanted to provide a quick little check-in uh, on the recruiting trail, going into a handful of visits, uh, visits announcements coming in the next handful of days, right? So uh, we wanted to preview those and provide a snapshot as of late Thursday morning as to where we believe those recruitments are trending. Um, so let's start here, Gabby, with, we'll just go in order, right? In terms of the days that they are going to happen uh, here on Thursday as we record this. So potentially by the time you're listening, this one might already be done as we are expecting uh, Robert Stafford at a U Yaley High School in Melbourne, Florida, to make his decision early uh, Thursday afternoon, uh, basically deciding between Miami, Arkansas, Kentucky, and Oregon, which are all places he took official visits to. Uh, We've talked about him in the past. He visited Miami on June 21st. He's a four-star guy, number 163 overall player in the country. Five foot 11, 171 pounds, um, plays wide receiver at the high school level, uh, plays a little corner as well, but at, at the college level, he's going to be a corner, plays for his basketball team, has track speed. So there are a lot of developmental tools to work with. Gabby, what's your understanding as of late Thursday morning as to what we should expect here? Yeah, I, I mean, I really like where Miami's sitting right now. Uh, you know, put in a, my crystal ball for Robert Stafford. Uh, I guess earlier, uh, earlier in the day, or maybe Wednesday afternoon. Uh, me and Ivan, Andrew, yeah, me and Andrew Ivan's uh, teamed up on that. Um, you know, again, I feel like coming off of the that official visit that midweek, just kind of the vibe I got from him on his way out. You know, kind of doing exit interviews uh, right outside the you know the facility there at Miami. You know, just kind of felt like Miami is where he wanted to be. Uh, you know, I think I reported like really right after that, like, Hey, I kind of feel really good about where Miami stands to Robert Stafford, Arkansas had done a really good job. I mean, he said they did the best job recruiting him kind of like top to bottom, uh, you know, throughout the course of his recruitment. So I was kind of weary of that official visit to Fayetteville, uh, sec football. I think Sam, Sam Pittman is doing a really good job out there too. So definitely a program that's trending up. I wasn't ready to write them off either, but 
kind of came back home, settled down a little bit. And, uh, you know, I, I, I'm still really liking where the hurricane stands going into a commitment. So, uh, um, you know, I think it could potentially be a huge, uh, you know, defensive, uh, you know, defensive back cornerback addition for Jamal Day. I believe it would be his first uh, since he's arrived at Miami. Mm-hmm. So kind of getting the ball rolling for him. Yeah, he'd be the, the first corner to commit in this 2023 cycle. Um, take us behind the scenes, Gabby. Are, are you under the impression that Miami really pushed for Robert Stafford to jump in the boat now? rather than kind of wait things out and marinate on his decision? And if so, why is that a big deal, right? Because I personally like that because I think when, you know, in recruiting, right, there's there's some uh, benchmarks that I think matter, right? It matters getting them on campus, whether that's unofficial or official visits. I think pushing a prospect to pull the trigger and commit is, of course, a big deal. And of course, getting them to ultimately sign is a big deal, but sometimes pushing a prospect to pull the trigger and commit, it's a big deal. It's, and it's, it's something I think fans might take for granted. I know this most recent staff kind of had more of a chill approach uh, in terms of like pushing a prospect to commit, uh, but this Mario Cristobal staff seems to be a little more aggressive in that regard. Yeah, I mean, I, I mean, I think I would definitely say that there was maybe some pushing done behind the scenes. And yeah, I think that's a really big deal, right? I mean, Robert Stafford kind of coming out of that official visit was kind of like, hey, I might take this into into August, potentially late July. And it's a uh, what, what are we at sitting at here? It's June 30th and uh, we have a commitment date. Right. So, yeah, I definitely think that. Uh, you know, Miami kind of flexed their recruiting abilities a little bit, right? I think that's what they've been doing. They're on a nice little run here. I think they're trying to capitalize on some momentum too. So to potentially get Robert Stafford to, you know, push up, push up that commitment date, kind of knowing that this is where he wanted to be potentially. Uh, again, I think it's a, I think it's an indicator of the type of recruiting operation going on here. You know, the ability to get a recruit to, you know, again, a high profile recruit, right? I mean, he's like a top 175 player in the country right. in the composite. I mean, this isn't some kid that, you know, you can kind of maybe bully around and be like, Hey, look, you need to jump on board right now. Or you're kind of, or we're kind of moving on without you. Like this is a dude, Miami could, I mean, if you really wanted to, you could pay maybe like, you know, would maybe could have to recruit long-term, you know, over the course of the cycle. And then for them to kind of get him to kind of jump on board early, if that is in fact the case, um, I think it says a lot about what Miami's done now. And yeah, I think they maybe squeezed him a little bit, kind of got him to jump on board. Um, so, I mean, tip your cap to these guys. Again, this is a, this is a different recruiting operation that we've seen in years past. And I think Mario Cristobal is really kind of starting to show that he's kind of, you know, we saw it a little bit uh, during the early signing period in December, just a couple weeks after he arrived, saw it again in, in early February for that national signing day. Uh, we're seeing it a little bit now. I mean, I think he's kind of bloodthirsty right now with a, uh, kind of the taste that he's gotten with some of these elite blue chip recruits. And I think he's just kind of wants more and wants more and wants more. So, um, you know, getting Robert Stafford on board, I think would be a, another big win for him. Yeah. So we'll see if, if Miami is able to get him in the class, things are looking good. I think my, my optimistic Miami comp for Robert Stafford would be Sam Shields, who I think has a similar profile in terms of body type, uh, physical profile, speed, played receiver at high school. Uh, you know, I think Robert Stafford's going to be somewhat of a developmental guy, but he has high ceiling. And, uh, you know, you stack him. They need, they need more good quarters in this class, so we'll see how they finish out the class if Robert Stafford does commit. 
but if he does commit, uh, you stack him on top of a Chris Graves uh, from last cycle, et cetera, et cetera, and, and you start to have some nice talent there to develop. Um, all right, let's move on to Friday. We got a trio of guys. Let's start with the the guy that uh, Miami's in a good spot with in terms of the crystal ball, and that's tight end Riley Williams, who uh, is the number 77 overall player in the country. He is deciding between Alabama, Miami, and Ohio State, so some heavy hitters there. Uh, he he hails originally from the Portland, Oregon area. He announced recently that he will be playing his senior season at Bradenton IMG Academy. Uh, Miami is the leader on the crystal ball. Gabby, is there any reason to think, uh, you know, Miami is not going to be the pick at this point? I mean, no, I mean, I, I, nothing that kind of indicates that Alabama or Ohio state are going to land that commitment. Again, this is a high profile recruitment. Things could always change, but I mean, I think all signs are pointing to Miami landing the number two ranked tight end in the country. Uh, I, again, I mean, just what a big win. What a, what a, what a potential run Miami's kind of gone on with tight ends with between Elijah Royo, Jalil Skinner, potentially Riley Williams. And, you know, of course the other guys, they paired them, you know, Jackson Carver, um, Reed Mikeska, those types too. So if Miami were to land Riley Williams, I mean, I think that would be a three-year stretch of tight end runs that, I mean, I think would be comparable to any program in the country um, in terms of like the elite talent. So, you know, I like where Miami's sitting right there. Uh, Crystal Ball's on Miami. Again, I, I think Miami's in for some good news when uh, he announces that. I believe it's 3 p.m. Uh, Pacific time. So I guess it'll be 6 p.m. For me and you, David, here on the East Coast. So, okay. uh, you know, going to have to wait on until CBS Sports Friday. HQ. Yeah, correct. live on CBS Sports HQ. So he'll be announcing that that commitment live. And so you guys can definitely check that out if you have Paramount Plus or I believe there's a link to that. You can just kind of watch it online. All right. So and tip tip your cat, like you were saying, Gabby, to uh, tight end Stephen Field for the right. talent, tight ends coach Stephen Field for the talent acquisition at that position. Uh, two other guys, both on the defensive line that are expected to make their decisions on Friday as well. Um, you know, coming off the visit, things seemed nice for Miami, not done deals necessarily. I don't think, you know, any crystal balls were logged in favor of Miami for either one of these guys. But, uh, you know, I think we're in kind of wait and see mode. Uh, for both these guys, let's start with Collins Akiem Pong, uh, the six foot seven defensive end out of California, former basketball or is a basketball player looking to transition to football. Uh, moving forward, he's going to announce between Miami, LSU, Michigan, UCLA. Um, Michigan is the current leader on the crystal ball. And that's following, I guess, that visit. He might have uh, silently told Michigan staff some good news, right? Uh, but he did take uh, a Miami visit uh, this past weekend. So crystal ball sits at Miami, but Miami did give him plenty to think about. And there are some reasons for optimism. I don't think, you know, I don't think this is necessarily a done deal to Miami. I don't think it's a done deal to Michigan. How would you characterize where things stand with this recruitment right now? 
Yeah, I mean, with with Collins, uh, you know, I think again, kind of alluding to what you mentioned earlier, I think he went to Michigan. I think he took an unofficial there at one point, went back for an official visit, and yeah, I think for you know, I think coming off of that official, I think that it was fair to assume that you know he was probably headed to Michigan. But I mean, kind of looking back on things, he always had really high praise for Miami and the job that they've sort of done recruiting him. Uh, this is a guy that they kind of identified pretty early on, you know, and uh, kind of rolled the dice on him. I remember hearing at one point that his freshman football tape was offerable, which is obviously appears to be the case for a few different guys. Hasn't played football in two years. And uh, I think Miami gave him so a, a ton to think about. And yeah, I think the, the crystal balls right now are pretty stagnant on Michigan. But uh, I think a lot of those, if we still had the the cloudy feature, would probably be closer to that because uh i do think miami narrowed the gap closed the gap potentially and maybe even has a little bit of a lead i don't think he's made a a final decision either way from what i understand i don't think he's informed either staff of what he's doing i think that's something he's still trying to figure out but uh if he put on an orange and green hat or whatever he decides to do on friday whenever he makes that uh that announcement uh i I personally wouldn't be surprised but i think for now it's probably too close to call i I think it's fair to say, right, Gabby, that internally Miami feels good. Right. I don't think they necessarily feel like it's a done deal or right. anything like that, but they Definitely. feel good about where they stand. Yeah, 100%. So, That's a good way to describe it. So for the purposes of an entertaining podcast, I have to pin you down and say, <laughs> where where do you think he ends up? I mean, I, I think it's Miami. Um, again, just kind of the fact that he continued with that official visit and the fact that this final last visit gave him so much to think about. Um, you know, I think that kind of tells me where he's kind of going. If I think if Miami got that last look and made it this this close, um, I don't know. Again, to me, that kind of just tells me he might be leaning towards Miami. Um, so, I mean, that I guess if I had if I was like like gun to my head, Forced. I had to make a pick. I would yeah. I would put it I would put it on Miami. Okay, we'll see. Again, that's not like a final crystal ball prediction, but that's Gabby's educated guess, I think is fair to say. Um, The next guy, uh, defensive lineman Jackson Howard, who is top 100 in the country um, out of Robbinsdale Cooper High School in Minneapolis, Minnesota. Uh, He's a guy that Miami has felt pretty good with uh, for six months or so now, um, he's visited Miami a few times this calendar year. Um, but I think coming out of his official visit, Gabby, you made it clear that Miami viewed LSU as a significant threat and, um, national recruiting expert, Steve Wiltfong logged a crystal ball prediction for LSU um, for Mr. Howard. And that's significant because Steve Wilfong doesn't miss on many crystal balls. Uh, and he has the right to change his crystal balls, et cetera, et cetera. But typically when he makes one, that's what it's going to be. Um, what's your vibe on this recruitment? He's expected to announce on CBS Sports HQ. I don't know if we have the time yet. Right. But that's going to happen Friday, and his finalists are LSU, Miami, Michigan, Minnesota. Does it appear to be basically a Miami-LSU battle? Uh, but what vibe are you getting uh, from Miami on this one? Yeah, I mean, it's funny. I feel like two weeks ago, if you, if you, any of the three that we just talked about, I think I would have been more most confident about Jackson Howard. 
Um, but yeah, I mean, I think the vibe kind of coming off that was that LSU was a serious threat, um, you know, and it seems like that's the way things are trending. And, you know, I think even coming off the visit, he wasn't necessarily a hundred percent sure, but I think it, I think it means something when people in the building were kind of saying, Hey, look, I think LSU is kind of the team to watch right now. Like that's the team we're worried about. Those guys typically know best because those they're the ones having conversations with the family and whatnot. So, um, you know, again, I, I don't have a crystal ball anywhere right now, but, um, you know, I think LSU is probably where the smart money is. And, uh, I wouldn't be surprised if he was headed to the sec to play for Brian Kelly and honestly, kind of thinking about it. I mean, David, I know we kind of talked about this, like, you know, on our own time, but like, he, I mean, Brian Kelly at Notre Dame feels like a type of, yeah. Nord, like a Brian Kelly type of kid, right? A kid from Minnesota, you know, kind of in that region of, of, of uh, where he's typically recruited uh, and kind of, kind of get him to LSU. It feels like he's not doing a typical LSU recruiting job where he's kind of hammering, hammering the South or anything like that. And, you know, it feels like a Brian Kelly type of, 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 of move, of a type of recruitment. So, you know, kind of in hindsight, it doesn't necessarily shock me that he would want to go over there, play for Brian Kelly and Jamar Kane is, uh, you know, obviously a, a big part of this recruitment too. And I think the idea of playing under him is, is significant. Yeah. So we'll see. I mean, I don't think it's necessarily over, over, right. but, um, you know, it does seem like LSU has a little momentum. If I was going to pin you down right now, you would pick LSU. Yeah, I would pick LSU right now. Okay. Uh, the last guy to touch on is going to be a July 4th announcement. And that is Mr. Five-star offensive tackle Francis Maui Goa out of IMG Academy in Bradenton, Florida. He is, according to the composite, the number one offensive tackle in the country, number nine overall player in the country. Uh, you know, he's got Tennessee after him, Alabama after him, Florida, USC. Um, so some of the cream of the crop uh, programs around the country. Um, this is a guy, I think it's fair to say that, you know, Mario Cristobal is not going to want to lose out on. And this is probably going to be a battle till the last minute, Gabby. Let us know. There's a few days still, right? right. And this is going to be and every second pursuit for Mario Cristobal. He becomes maniacal at this stage of a recruitment when it comes to landing a big-time player. So as of Thursday morning, where do things stand here? Yeah, I, I love the maniacal take. I mean, I think we've kind of compared we've kind of compared some other situations in the past to that, and Mario Cristobal's end up ended up winning out. But uh, you know, I mean, I'm on, I mean, just kind of feedback I'm getting on this recruitment is this could be a Miami Tennessee battle. Um, you know, I think what Tennessee's done here over the last 24 hours, I think has put them in a pretty good position, which I, I kind of wrote, um, here on Thursday morning, but look, I think Miami's very, very much in the mix here. Like I, again, I mean, Tennessee's right there. Miami's right there again, David, you said that this is going to go down to Monday at 3 PM Eastern when he makes this decision. And I think it's going to be both these guys kind of neck and neck the whole way. Um, again, I, I mean, you know, there's been some confidence coming out of Coral Gables over the course of the week, you know, Tennessee, I think, uh, you know, has definitely made a move here, but, uh, you know, I, I, I still view Miami as, as a prime contender here. And again, uh, you know, I, one of the, one of these guys that I'm not, I'm not writing off Mario Cristobal. I'm not writing off Alex Mirabal or any of these guys. I mean, they've been building a relationship dating back to their time at Oregon. Uh, you know, they have a really strong relationship with the family. I mean, Joe Salavea is a, a guy from the same part of the, of the world as, as the Maui Goas. And, 
again, uh, they developed Panay Sewell, who's the prime offensive line name for, you know, in, in the Polynesian community. And, uh, you know, that was an Alex Mirabal guy. Like, he's someone that uh, Sewell's one that trusted Alex Mirabal with his development. And I think, I think that matters. So, you know, I think Miami's in a really, really good spot here. Uh, again, not kind of ruling out Tennessee, which is maybe what I was maybe trying to relay on Thursday morning with what I wrote. But uh, again, I still view Miami as a, as you know, one of the two teams that could potentially land a commitment here on Monday. Again, we'll see how it goes. And there's still others involved. As you mentioned, Alabama, uh, USC are two that you definitely don't ever want to write off for an elite lineman. And especially now in, in the NIL era, which, uh, you know, it doesn't have to be a secret. I mean, that could always play a factor with some of these right. big time guys, which is why it could go back and forth at times. But, in it. Yeah. And it, of course, I mean, you, we've all heard the rumblings of Tennessee and the Nico Yamalieva stuff. So, um, you know, they can't write off any of these programs, but uh, I know Miami's very much in the thick of this right now. And I put him in my mock class on Wednesday. Um, you know, I, there's a reason why I, I did that. I think that there's is some confidence there, but uh, you got to kind of be weary of some of these other programs in there as well. Yes, the ups and downs of recruiting, and this is why Mario Cristobal was hired at Miami right. to win these types of battles. So uh, it's too too many days to go to pin you down and make a prediction here. Because uh, <laughs> appreciate that giving me that. Yeah, like like we said, uh, there's still plenty more time in this recruitment, even though it will be happening Monday, July fourth. Um, so there'll be plenty plenty more twists and turns for. Uh, Mr. Maui Goa, who is the five-star number one offensive tackle in the country. Um, so let's bring this to a close, Gabby. Um, I think this is fair to lay out, too. If Miami lands just uh, Robert Stafford and Riley Williams, right, that would push Miami's class to about number 15 overall in the country, right? Um, if Miami added Collins on top of that, that would push them, uh, about top 13 ish. Um, if Miami was able to add Francis Maui Goa on top of just Riley Williams and Robert Stafford, that gets Miami inside the top 10 in the recruiting rankings, like in that seven, eight, nine, 10 range. So, um, some big, big, big time uh, recruiting battles being waged right now. Gabby will have everything on lock uh, leading up to all these decisions. There's going to be twists and turns, right? This is what makes re- following recruiting fun. It's not for the faint of heart. So right. uh, Gabby's just reporting the news. Uh, hard to get mad at him if things don't turn Miami's way. Um, but. I would recommend we got 60% off deal. Uh, You guys should jump in and take advantage of this recruiting fund. Miami is hot on the recruiting trail. We'll see if they can keep it going. They will keep it going. It's just a matter of to what extent. Um, So Gabby, appreciate your time. And until next time, everyone, take care. Every sport has their big, juicy controversy. Boxing has the Mike Tyson ear bite. Cycling has Lance Armstrong. Baseball has its steroid era. Curling has... Broomgate. 
It's a story of broken relationships, houses divided, corporate rivalry, and a performance-enhancing broom. It was a year I'd like to forget. Broomgate. Available now.